please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and this is episode number 133 of the Monday Morning Monorail. I had to check my notes because I forgot what number we, we were on. I am joined in the room here with my Monorail family. Let's introduce them one by one, starting with... Oh, no. Um... Ah, da, 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 da. Wow. That's Woo. your name? You're a song? Yep. You're lovely as a song, Mikhail Oh, Monterey. gross. Don't say that to me ever again. <laughs> you, have, you have any nicknames I can use? Or... <laughs> yeah. Woo? Woo. Uh, I don't know about that. You're Woo. not going to respect my name? No respect. No, no respect. to, like, uwu, so I'm not going to use oh. it. So, Rodney uwu. Dangerfield, the Monorail member, is here today. What? On my left. Uh, chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget is back. Welcome back, Chicken Nugget. Good to have you. <laughs> Clear your throat, please, before you talk. No, no, that's that's what I was had to say. Oh, okay. Garrett Monorail is here. And lastly, in the room with me... Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail. Thank you for not coughing into the microphone. I, I appreciate yeah. that. I did that on purpose. That was my that was my <laughs> sentence I had to say. I have nothing clever to do. Ah, well. That's okay. I appreciate the professionalism is all I can say. Uh, yeah, what could I I'm say? I'm not professional. No, you're not. I am the most professional person in this business. That's debatable. This is not a business. I am a business. You are? <laughs> I think uh, you should mind your business. You should mind your business. <laughs> but I want to get on with the program today because we have some very, very special guests joining us. So excited to have them back. It's been almost a year since they first appeared on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. And if you ask me, that's too long. It was November 24th. It was episode 84. And we welcomed in our friends Tom and Michelle from the Hyperion Adventures podcast to talk all about Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. It was a very fun episode. We had a blast doing it. And I don't know why we put it off so long, but we're happy to have them back. So please, let's have a warm monorail welcome for Tom and Michelle, the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Welcome back, Tom and Michelle. Woo-hoo. Hey, monorail family. Hey, thank you. Thanks so, so fun to be back. Yeah, thanks so much for having us again. We're honored to be invited back to your show after right. the first time. You never know, you know, how these connections are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Will we allow? Okay, you're a one and done. You know? <laughs> we're not bringing you back. So uh, no. we're just excited to be back. You know, we love your show. Definitely. And, uh, thank you. Your whole family is so awesome. Yeah. This is This is a real treat for us. Who would have guessed it would have been almost a year, though? That's crazy. It's crazy. That's, I know. I time, didn't expect that. Well, obviously, time doesn't really mean anything anymore. But when I was looking back <laughs> to try to find out what episode you guys had joined us on, I, I, I was scrolling down the list, and I was like, how long ago was it? Because it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Right. But that is probably because we are constantly communicating on social media. Right, right. We listen to your show every week, and it feels like when you listen to a podcast, you feel like you're sitting at the table with people. So mm-hmm. that right. probably bridges that gap a little bit more. But we are so excited to have you back, and we're glad that you are willing to come back because, I mean, I consider the Hyperion Adventures podcast to be one of the greatest Disney podcasts people could listen to. Yes. It's so entertaining. You guys, like your your passion, your enthusiasm, and your positivity, you're like bright rays of sunshine that just go right into the ears every every Sunday when you release your show. And so and by the way, you can now see them on YouTube because they're releasing the shows on YouTube. All right, and now everybody just tuned out. We do not want to do that. We do not want to see them. <laughs> No, but but it is. It's it's good to have you back. And and to talk about something that I'm very excited to talk about. I consider you all to be probably the utmost authority on Disney Cruise Line and Disney Cruising. I I at least I don't know anybody else with better knowledge or better experience. No. And Based on the fact that the CDC has in fact allowed the no sale 
uh, issue the, the no sale ordinance, the no sale guidance to expire as of October 31st, I thought it was time to start this conversation again because it's something we as a monorail family have discussed in the past that we'd like to do a Disney cruise. But honestly, I've done one. It's been a, probably almost 20 years since I went on a Disney cruise. The rest of the family has never been on a cruise. And so I don't know that much about it. And I wanted to bring in some experts. So today, that is exactly what we're going to do. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, first of all, your experience with Disney cruising. So how many Disney cruises do you think you all have been on? Michelle's been on more than me because mm-hmm. she was cruising with Disney before we actually met. Right. So yeah. um, I think you were counting them just the other day. Right. We're both platinum Disney cruise uh, mm-hmm. castaway key members. So we've been on more than 10 cruises. Right. Okay. I think just under 20. So I think what, 16? You've been, I think you said something like 16, 16. And I've been on like 11 or 12, I think. And wow. Of various different, <laughs> different lengths. Uh, yeah. We've been anywhere from two days up until uh, 14, 15 right. day cruises. Wow. So. Did you, did I hear you say that you have done a transatlantic? Disney cruise? We have. Yes. That's amazing. uh, I want to talk more about that. An eastbound uh, transatlantic cruise. uh, 2016, I think, is when it was. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) That's something I've always thought about uh, being an option for like just a a totally unique kind of once in a lifetime cruise experience going transatlantic. Um, Maybe consider that one day. But I know just before the pandemic pandemic shut everything down, you also got to do another unique cruise itinerary, which was the repositioning cruise through the Panama Canal. So that was an interesting experience. I know you guys talked about it on your show, but um, just talk about that a little bit. Like, did you did you know how much did you know about like what was going on in the world um, when you guys got on that cruise? and, And did you expect everything to kind of shut down while you were on that cruise? No, I mean, it was still, you know, because the cruise was long, um, it was still very early on. I mean, there hadn't been any, you know, um, real shutting down of anything when we we went on. Um, And so we thought it was just going to be a cruise as normal. And it kind of started that way. But um, I would say probably about like five days in, then things really, and it, Happened, happened fast, fast yeah. a lot of changes really fast and uh but you know all in all disney did an amazing amazing job trying to recover from all of these things that were happening and, and i think one of the things that they were dealing with is um going to ports they were expecting to pick up more talent to come do shows etc and that wasn't happening at all so they had you know, a few performers that were there for a couple of days with the expectation to leave and be swapped out. And that wasn't happening. So they were like, okay, what do we do to entertain people every night for two weeks? You know, wow. and they really stepped up to the plate and did an amazing job. Yeah. Going into it, we knew there was some concern out there, uh, but it really hadn't completely struck us here in the United States at that point. You know, it was obviously China was a big deal. Uh, It had hit big in Italy. And we knew about another cruise ship that was having some problem. There were some people that were flying in from China who actually went to Miramar Air Station, which is nearby us here in San Diego, uh, that they kind of uh, quarantined over there. Um, But it hadn't been at least reported that it was right. widespread at that point. Um, but And Disney was taking some measures to make sure, you know, when people went on board, there were some extra questionnaires that, that you had to fill out. They screened us all temperature check before right. we went on board the ship. Okay. And so we knew that there was, you know, some concern out there, but we didn't know how much it had already hit in the U.S. As a matter of fact, we sailed out of New Orleans. <laughs> and just a little bit later on, we found out that because Mardi Gras was like the week before, oh. that that became an epicenter right. for much of oh. what uh, you know the outbreak became. Uh, so it was actually pretty insane right. at that point. But it just spoke more to Disney in the fact that even though we were coming from an epicenter, uh, even though that this was happening, that it really was pretty well contained within the ship. Uh, we, did hear, we didn't hear of any cases right. while we were on board. Uh, no one reported any symptoms. No one reported any cases. Uh, they checked in when we ended up 
finishing it with the local uh, and federal health departments mm-hmm. and the CDC to report what they what had gone on and there was nothing that they could report. Later on, we found out that there were a few cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe someone was asymptomatic or mm-hmm. whatever while on board. Uh, but it, for the most part, considering what could have been, it was right. It right. was r- really we we had no idea. So um, it was it was it was the most interesting cruise that we've ever probably been on. Yes. And we, now that we know that uh, you know, even though the CDC has um, let the uh, no sail order uh, halt, um, Disney and all the r- other major cruise lines have decided we're not going to sail yeah. anymore during this year. Mm-hmm. We were now the last it, it, amongst the last passengers to sail aboard a Disney cruise yeah. in right. 2020. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and what yeah. a what a wild experience to have. Like that just. I can't imagine what it might have felt like to to you all, and and I know like when you're on a Disney cruise, you more than likely like when you go in the Disney bubble, you try to stay kind of unplugged from the world, and and so right. it must have felt a little bit um, nerve wracking. But I will say, based on the experiences that we've had going to Disney post reopening. I, I mean, Disney goes to such great lengths to try to make sure that they are keeping people safe, keeping things clean, making sure that they're doing the proper screenings. You probably right. were in one of the safest places you could be, honestly. Um, right. So, I mean, it, it may have been uh, fortuitous that it was a Disney cruise you yeah. were on, you know, because they, they right. do take those extra steps. Right. I mean, they, they always do a great job with cleaning, but we did notice some more things um, that we typically don't see, things that they might normally do, maybe like if a, if a ship's in port, you know, cleaning certain areas. But I mean, this was it was constant. It, it almost didn't matter what time of day you were walking around the ship. Um, I mean, they were cleaning walls, you know, yeah. because kids can be, oh, yeah. you know, running around the corridor and touching walls and it, so you know things that like that additional things and then obviously things that they put into precaution afterwards where like at the buffets um the guests couldn't touch any of the serving utensils it was all served for you you just selected what you wanted you know same thing with you know when you wanted to go refill for some sodas or anything like that so yeah. they they did start enhancing some of the things that they were doing but the cleaning was always you know very strong part of what they do normally you know i mean cruises have always been targeted of known being known for norovirus anyway so i think they already had a, a really good structure of how to keep the ship clean for that purpose and one thing with disney cruise line um through their history is that, you know, for all cruise ships, the CDC on regular intervals will go on and do checks, health and safety checks aboard these cruise ships and grade them out. And Disney has always graded out very highly, as highly as any, uh, you know, fleet um, out there sailing uh, because Disney knows that they, look, we're, we have a lot of kids out there. We have a lot of elderly, have a lot of families. <laughs> kids don't exactly wash their hands as best as they can. So right. it's easy to spread, but you hear, rarely hear of any kind of outbreak aboard a, a Disney ship. Right. Disney does it. We've, we've sailed with Carnival. We've sailed with Royal Caribbean. We've sailed with Princess um, multiple times mm-hmm. on all three of those. Um, Disney goes over and above right. and does a better job than all those for those aspects. They all do something well. Disney, you know, as far as entertainment and as far as cleanliness, uh, I think we, we right. all agree is the, is the best. Right. I think one of the interesting things for us, or maybe just for me, I don't know if you found it as as striking, is, um, you know, because they really weren't talking about social, they never talked about social distancing on their cruise. And it was like the the day we were coming into San Diego port, it's almost like we had to be schooled on this, that they Mm. came up uh, on the TV and, you know, really explained what is social distancing, what you're expecting to see when you get off the ship. And it just seemed... Hearing about it, it seemed bizarre. It's like, wait, what? When we get off what? And and seeing that right away, you know, when you're trying to get out and how everybody is like so far apart and people's like, oh, stand over there, stand over there. You know, it was like really interesting to to suddenly go from, like you said, just in the bubble yeah. to to this big change in how life was going to be. Well, not yeah. only that, we were in contact with some people back home during the near the end of this cruise. And, you know, I mean, we had some limited access to some news, but we didn't really know a lot of what was going on. Just some, uh, you know, a stock market. We knew about the stock, stock market. market. We yeah. felt, oh, sale time. <laughs> we had people telling us to <laughs> empty out our suitcases and just start grabbing toilet paper <laughs> and bring it with us because it's going to be a different world. When you get home. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> That's really funny. Like, like, yeah, that was. St- it's still crazy to go because you can still go to the grocery store, and there are certain things that you just can't find still. And they still right. have limits on like stuff like yeah. chicken broth and chicken yeah. stock, and right. like. Yeah. But yeah. but the whole unique experience of the fact that there was just not toilet paper in the stores for that weeks. Was crazy. Like that People was- were making their own toilet paper. Yeah. It was Well, and buying bidets on Amazon and doing yeah, all kinds right. of things. It right. was weird because I had to go get lined up early for Costco because I knew they yeah. were going to have toilet paper hey, that listen, morning. Hey, listen. We've trained for this. We know how to rope drop. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not that bad. But, um, yeah, so... Basically, you all have had uh, a wide, like you, like you've described, you've had a really wide uh, experience, uh, very varied experiences on the Disney cruise ships. You've done lots of different lengths of trips, different uh, ports, and different itineraries. So, I wanted to take a step back and just talk about, like, if you've watched some of the Disney like Imagineering story, and they talked a little bit about kind of the origin of the Disney Cruise Line. 95 is when the Disney Cruise Line was founded. They actually created this because they saw an opportunity in the cruise industry to serve families in a way that wasn't being done. I can talk about, like, as grow- when I was growing up, I actually went on several Royal Caribbean cruises with my parents. And, um, and, and then, so I've got that experience, but talking... What? I've been on a boat before. Nice. Thank like, you, Like, yeah, twice, I think. <laughs> I think I've been on two... Maybe three times. Wow. I know, it's impressive. I've been on a couple boats. Garrett's also been on a couple boats. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, So, but in knowing my experience with Royal Caribbean, talking with people who had done Carnival, you know, Disney saw this opportunity and knew that there was a gap of options, so they created the Disney Cruise line. And I know that it's changed over the years. They've added ships and things like that. But essentially, um, kind of serving this gap of, like, family cruising so talk a little bit about like what you experience especially compared to since you mentioned you've done princess you've done royal caribbean what what is a disney cruise like for those who maybe have experienced other cruise lines and haven't yet found that justification to pay a little bit more to experience cruising the disney way right well first I think the the unique thing that Disney has is they do have kind of, if you want to call them like starter cruises, if you haven't been on a cruise before and you're not sure how you're going to like it, the fact that they do have routinely the three-day cruises. In most other cruise lines, a three-day cruise is a booze cruise. Mm. But on a Disney cruise, you really get to, to see you know, the flavor of what they provide in terms of really top-notch entertainment for the evenings and you know, all the um, experiences that you get in the dining room where you have what they call rotational dining where you have the same servers that go with you to each restaurant. You, you actually rotate the restaurants and you have a different type of menu and entertainment at each of those areas. And I think that's a really plus that Disney can provide for a family to say, okay, we're not sure if we're going to like cruising, but uh, we can handle three days of anything, yeah. right? And then find it. It's an amazing experience. Yeah, it's the Disney customer service that you know from the parks. I mean, you, you know, Disney is top-notch in customer service across the board. It's the little pixie dust, the little right. bits of magic. Uh, those are the only things that Disney can provide, and they go over and above, and they're better than any of the cruise lines. A lot of the cruise lines have some good customer service. Right. Disney is always over and above. They always have that extra uh, bit of energy, that extra bit of pixie dust uh-huh. that you receive from it. Exactly what you get from the parks. Another thing about it is it's the only cruise line where you could be walking down the hall, turn a corner, and then there's Goofy there standing <laughs> in front of you, or right. Tinkerbell, right. or Rapunzel, or whatever the case may be. It's, you know, different cruise lines, as I say, do different things well. Every cruise line we've been on, um, there's things that we think they're probably the best at this. Mm -hmm. Now, Disney has the best entertainment, I think, Mm -hmm. that we found, Mm -hmm. and they have the best customer service that they found. They also have the largest cabins uh, that we've found standard Mm -hmm. across. I think think there's a couple more that have a few cabins now that are the uh, split bathrooms Mm -hmm. where they have two bathrooms, essentially, within each cabin. Disney was the first to do that, and they still exist today, which is excellent when you're family trying to get ready to go to dinner you know the fact that you know somebody can be in getting their hair done while the other person's showering or right. whatever it really is so helpful i mean they they deck these ships out made for families right. 
That's awesome. How yeah, about the good. food? Do you think the food is better on the Disney cruises? Because that's what matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say it. I mean, I, I think especially over the years, um, and they they survey people all the time, and um, they collect a lot of data on that. And food was one of I think their weak points, especially early on. And so they really did do a lot to change that and and have much higher quality food and menu items and then they also add you know have the for the adults like they have palos and on the larger ships they have remis that even you know elevate that experience even more yeah for an extra fee um the dining room food on disney cruise it wasn't that great to begin with when we first started cruising it's improved uh the dining room food it's pretty good it's still hit and miss Mm -hmm. but the good thing about it when you're in the dining room of being on a board of cruise is if there's something you don't like just tell them they'll bring you out something else and you're not paying anything extra. It's all included in the price of your cruise. You know, you can order that. If you like three things on there, you can order three things. They'll bring you out three different desserts, three different entrees. You can have an entree in the middle of the table to split. Sometimes they'll, they, they, if you ask your server, what's best and he'll tell you something and you order something else he'll bring that other thing out there just for you to try because he thinks that it's the best or she thinks it's the best right you know it's it's one of the perks of cruising really (laughs) is the fact that you get to sample all this wonderful food right you know and the one thing that disney does again with having the servers with you the entire trip is they really get to know you, you know, the things that you like, and they really do want to hear what you like and try to accommodate that. And and for the kids too. And, you know, they try to make it as easy as possible. There'll be uh, many times I'm sitting there watching and they're cutting the meat up for the kids. So the parents can just start eating and, or they'll bring things out to start the kids off early so that, that it, it, it makes it a, you know, much more enjoyable you know, period of time while you're waiting for your your uh, your appetizers to come out or whatever. I mean, they really do everything they can to make this good for you. Mm-hmm. And as Michelle mentioned, uh, Paolo and Remy, um, Paolo aboard all the cruise ships, Remy aboard the Dream and the Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, they are you. You pay an extra fee for those. But the, the food there is top-notch. Brunch at Palo, there's oh. nothing like it. It's spectacular. Oh. We've eaten at Remy once. Um, I know, Sam, that you uh, really want to get to Victoria and Albert's. Uh-huh. Remy is on that exact same level. As a matter of fact, one of the chefs that uh, put, designed mm-hmm. the menu for Victoria and Albert's designed the menu for Remy. Mm-hmm. It, it is very expensive, just as Victoria and Albert's is. But it's probably, I would say... It's gone up a little bit, but I'd say it's about two thirds of the price right. of going to Victorian Alberts. But okay. it's customer service. Um, it's an intimate experience. It's food like you've never right. eaten anywhere. Oh it, right, it's the best meal it's, I think that we've ever had. Oh yeah, it's, I just couldn't believe Remy. how unique, different, and amazing food could taste is what that experience was. I, oh, and I can't I even describe it. why, but it was just. I was like, oh my god, this food is, you know. I don't know. It's an experience. I feel like a, yeah. a king or queen or whatever. I mean, it just was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds like Remy would be proud. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he should be. He should. By the way, when you walk in, the funny thing is about it, it's a very French-inspired restaurant, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. There are very subtle uh, touches of Remy throughout that if you look around you can see him but it's not he doesn't shout out at you but also when you walk in there they have a giant wine cellar and they actually have t- um, some of the bottles um, of the actual real wine that you see in Ratatouille that they drink uh, one is um, the one where um, Linguini is right. there with uh, the chef Oh, at the yeah. time, you know, and they're just drinking all that wine and he's getting them all drunk, yeah. you know. That is one of the bottles of wine. And the other one is when Ego is there and he's waiting for them to come out when they're serving in the meal, the bottles of wine that he drinks there. Uh, those are those are actually real wines that they've they've animated into these pictures. And you can actually see those bottles wow. within those wines. That's awesome. Yeah. McKenna. <laughs> Does that sound, that sound interesting to you, you Ratatouille fan? Do they have a rat? <laughs> Is there a rat? Do they got a rat in there? <laughs> He's out from the window, yeah. <laughs> He's the chef. Yeah. That's they got cooking. a couple of rats <laughs> running <laughs> around. <laughs> that's amazing. That's I really want to do a cruise so bad. And every time I hear you guys talk about it, I just am like, ah. Oh. And I'm like, I'm a pretty risky person. As soon as they start going, I, let's take the risk. <laughs> when right. they we set have, sail, let's do it. 
We have we have two cruises booked for next mm-hmm. year. We mm-hmm. ha- already had a, a cruise that we're hoping we're going to be able to take in May. Uh, it's a, a, a Pacific Coast right. cruise from San Diego up to Vancouver, just a five day. But we're excited about that. And then we just like two, three weeks ago, we booked a very maritime cruise, mm-hmm. or possibly our first very maritime cruise. And we're excited because it's going to be possibly the first time we'll be waking up on Christmas Day aboard right. Disney. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Have you ever done any of the other holiday cruises? Like the, have you done the Halloween cruise or anything like that? Yeah. A couple times, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's really great. I mean, it's, it, again, they know how to hit every age group and, and know how to really, you know, uh, get that experience to be wonderful at, for any age. And so, you know, whether, you know, that you want to go trick-or-treating, which they have trick-or-treating one night, which is unbelievable. Oh, wow. um, but just every day they have things during the day, in the evenings, they have the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, movie sing-along in the theater. And they just do a lot of great things to make that kind of an immersive experience the whole trip. Yeah. They break out the decorations everywhere. Yeah. They have a pumpkin, like jack-o'-lantern tree that it, it's pretty barren when you first board and then overnight it blooms into all these jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins and and everything which is really cool they still um not so scary stories every night for the kids and it they have the uh nightmare before christmas sing-along one night when they show the movie and everybody gets in the theater and sings along with it and it's just really it's a really fun right fun trip i didn't even think uh, i didn't even think about the existence of holiday cruises yeah Yeah. that sounds great i love holidays (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they also have um, the Star Wars Day at Sea and the Marvel's Ooh. Day at Sea experiences as well. So, Yeah, I wouldn't mind checking those out. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm dying to go on a cruise. We were talking about doing it before everything happened, and we just hadn't been able to find time off when yeah. I could be off and the kids are out of school. And now I'm just thinking we should just well, jump and get... One book. You know, I know one one issue for you is you've you've kind of got to always be connected, right? Yeah. So even when even when we're on vacation, you've got to be able to be connected. So, yeah. uh, how does Disney do in terms of like, is there a way if someone needs to work on a cruise ship, is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's not cheap. You know, they they do have internet packages there that they it's it's by the megabyte. Right. You know that you buy them for. So you do have to pay for that if. And depending on how much you are in contact, if you're just doing emails, those will, you know, those don't use up a lot of data. So it can go a lot farther. If you're deciding you want to get on Facebook, upload a bunch of pictures, then it's going to start getting pretty expensive. So they don't start racking up on you a little bit, but you can also, if you are what they have going on, at least right now, we don't know when they come back, if they'll continue on with this program. Uh, But they have had iMessage where if you have an iPhone and you're trying to reach somebody else who has an iPhone uh, completely free uh, and it goes through without any problems. So you can use that, but it's a cruise ship and the, you know, everything is satellite communication it's not cheap for right. most of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's an option. It's not exactly fast either. Right. Right. No, of course. I mean, you can, and if different ports, you can go in mm-hmm. and, you know, go to like an internet bar or something like that. Or sometimes at the cruise ports, they have, you know, um, some free access to internet too. Okay. Yeah. So that's helpful. I'd make the company pay for it if they asked <laughs> exactly. me to work on a cruise. <laughs> that is a business right. expense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, so one, one of the other things I think I worry about is your motion sickness. Cause you are a motion sensitive person. Very so, sensitive. um, I never had an issue with it before, but it has been so long since I've been on a cruise and I've started to have issues when we ride things with motion sickness. H- how, like, is that something that ever affects you all? And if so, how do you deal with it? Or, or what do you, do you, do you think it's maybe not so bad? What do you think? Um, you know, I- Obviously, the risk of having, you know, more, um, I don't know what you call it, like turbulence or whatever, is, is depending on where you're going in time of year. Obviously, if you're going, you know, in the Caribbean during the peak of hurricane season, you might have more opportunities to hit some some weather that would affect it more. Um, but I think for the most part, the, you know, first of all, the ships are built to really 
have a lot of stabilizers, etc. I mean, I might not be the best person to answer that because I really don't have motion sickness a lot of times, but Tom but I do. does. And, I do. <laughs> you know, and he does a lot of things to prepare in advance of the cruise as well as while he's on the cruise. Yeah. I have um, motion sickness is- issues. As a matter of fact, um, like I can't really enjoy flight of passage that much because mm. it, it gets to me, you know, and, and there, there are roller coasters I can do, but I can only do like at once and I can't yeah. really like go back and do them again. It starts to get to me. I've always had issues with, uh, you know, when I was young, car sickness, um, seasickness, whatever. Um, the thing about Disney Cruise or any cruise ship for that matter, they're so large that, you know, the motion, especially on a regular sea mm-hmm. day not it's not really going to affect you they have as michelle mentioned stabilizers on there that help keep the sta- the ship rather steady what i do um i take what's uh, what called meclizine which is, is mm-hmm. essentially bonine and i take that days before leading up to it because you kind of want it in your system and take it throughout but uh, and that's what works for me but you should always talk to your doctor and mm-hmm. let them and they'll will tell you mm-hmm. what is best for you that's worked for me just fine we've been in 25 foot seas yeah. Um, you know, we've been on the edges of hurricanes and, um, since I've started doing that, I've, you know, maybe I'm feel a little uncertain and maybe I'm not ready to do everything, but I've never really had an issue where I've been, you know, laid up in bed, you know, Mm -hmm. in the bathroom, whatever. I've been fine. We've been able to have a good time. Um, but again, it is a ship, it is on the ocean. So you have to be prepared for that, the captains will do everything they can to try and avoid um, bad weather, high seas or whatever, because they know when people aren't at their optimum, they're not out having fun, they're not out spending money in the shops, right. you know, the, whatever it is, they want everybody just to enjoy their time aboard the ship. And if they, people are having a bad time, they may not cruise again, too, right. as well. So, Yeah, good points. Yeah, so we just yeah. have to make sure we're prepared. I don't have motion sickness at all, so that's not... Yeah, you don't. McKenna gets car sick. Mine, yeah, I get car sick bad, but with roller coasters and stuff, it doesn't, doesn't really affect you. Bother me. Right. Yeah. And when we um, got that boat for your thirtieth birthday, mm-hmm. I so we got like a bigger boat, had a party with some friends, it had a grill on it and stuff, and um, and whenever I got off of it, we were only on there for like two or three yeah, hours, just or a couple something. hours, yeah. But I could feel like I, my legs were wobbly yeah. for a while afterwards. That that will happen after you after you've done your cruise. Yeah, right. you'll be spending a day or two after your cruise where you'll just be maybe standing in the shower. Then you'll feel like you're doing a little <laughs> this. You know, you're standing still. You know, a little side to side action. Uh, it's just kind of part of you getting used to the way the you know the ship is always has a little bit of motion to it, even on some you know nice really right. calm days. Yeah, you know one of the cruises that you might really love one because of the experience and two because it's one of the smoothest is going to Alaska. Oh, that, I'd love to cruise, do that. Yeah, that would that's an amazing cruise. I mean, what you see and experience is so unique in the you know the scenery and then like i said you're going through a lot of passages that you know are pretty calm yeah alaska it's a lot of what you're sailing through not completely but most of it you're sailing through what's called the inside passage which was is these areas there that were carved out by glaciers you know uh, thousands of years ago uh so they're narrow but they're really deep so these ships can go through them but you're sailing through them it's basically like sailing through a bay the whole Mm -hmm. time you have land on one side you land on the other side you just this untouched nature alaska is one of my favorite places in the world by the way there's this untouched nature every once in a while you see lights from a house or a lighthouse here or there whatever but you're just seeing bald eagles and trees sometimes you'll see an occasional bear although i you're seeing bears right outside your front (laughs) they they hang out outside the house i guess that doesn't really call out too much Um, but it's just like one of the, when you just sail along and it's just so peaceful and tranquil and beautiful. I mean, again, you, I mean, you're living in a warm climate, so maybe getting away to something cooler would would appeal to you. There's a lot of people who don't want to go to Alaska because (laughs) I already am in the cold, you know, 90% of the year. Anyway, I want to get to someplace warm. Uh, but Alaska is, is amazing. And some of the places you go to or pass by, the only way you can see them is by cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to go whenever it's the northern light season, you know, mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. see that in the sky. I can't imagine what that would look like if you were out on the water, you know. Um, and and I, I believe you can see it in Alaska, correct? The northern lights? Uh, yeah, Alaska, you can see it occasionally. It's not the, the, the prime area for it, but you can see it. We saw it once. We did a different a different cruise line mm-hmm. doing a transatlantic cruise. This one went through um, 
Actually, we it was between we were traveling between Iceland and Greenland. Right. Because we actually we stopped in Greenland, which is oh wow, one of the most amazing and Iceland, but right. one of the most amazing. And the night in between those, um, we came out after dinner and came and peeked out, and there was just an opening in the clouds, and we right. could see the northern lights. That's amazing. <sighs> that sounds beautiful. We'll always remember. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty appealing to me. It's it's funny because. Alaska is like one of the last itineraries I would pick just because I absolutely despise being cold. Like, I can't stand it. I don't want to put layers on. But I like cold. Yeah. The rest of you, I think, would be fine with it. I would. I actually would prefer to live in a colder climate. Yeah. And so I'm just going to have to deal with it. I'm going to have to put on a jacket, (laughs) a couple layers, and we're just going to have to do it. Because it does sound like it would be beautiful and so much to see. And I think it would be such a unique experience. I want to see a whale. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. You'll see plenty up there. Yeah. Yeah. We've been out there and we've seen just hundreds of whales. Also, uh, going uh, down here on the West Mexico. Coast, we've sailed down to uh, Cabo doing a Mexico right. cruise on, on Disney. Um, and we were sailing up. We, we pulled out of Cabo. If you know where Cabo is, it's kind of it's inside this little bay area. There's the arts there. You've probably seen pictures of it. Uh, we sailed back. We're sailing back up to San Diego. We turned the corner from Cabo, turned around. And for the next, oh, what was it, like two hours? Yes. There were, we probably saw. We lost count. It was a upward of, upward of 70 plus wow. whales within the next couple hours. Because it's, it's that time of the year where they all come down from Alaska. Um, they, they all give birth down there in the yeah. warm waters around Mexico, and then they all head back up. Wow. wow. Uh, so we, 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 it was incredible. We just sat out yeah. there, and it's like, there's one. There's, <laughs> there's one. There's another one. They were just all over the place. It was it was spectacular. Oh, that's amazing. So let me ask you some tips. As we start thinking about planning a Disney cruise, it sounds like, is it is it fair to say that Alaska is your favorite itinerary you've done? You think it's Tom's favorite? I just love Alaska in general. Um, I just think it's it's just it's just so peaceful and nice and, and wonderful. But um, I really <laughs> I love this Panama Canal cruise. Now we had some stresses <laughs> down, near the end of it, especially for Michelle, you know, because she knew she was probably going to have to quarantine at yeah. the end, and she was expecting to get back to work, so she was a little, little bit more under stress. But that was a and going through the Panama Canal is really interesting because it's 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 a marvel mm-hmm. you know it, it's this architectural marvel that they built at one point and mm-hmm. being able to see that for your own eyes is pretty cool um i the transatlantic is one of my well, favorites that, well that icelandic greenland well that one, one too was. but even the disney transatlantic yeah. is is fun and and then you know you can spend a little bit of time in europe either depending on where you start so mm-hmm. either starting your your vacation there and then coming over to the U.S. or vice versa, and mm-hmm. so I think we've kind of, at least for me, I've liked that. Okay, yeah. it was nice when we we got over there and went to after we dropped off at Dover, mm-hmm. headed over to uh, to France mm-hmm. and a few days in Paris and that a little stop nice. over at uh, Disneyland Paris as well. Yeah, was, yeah, got to squeeze a little that extra in. Disney at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite port that you visited on a Disney cruise? Oh wow, that's a tough one. I think, interestingly, um, our most recent with the um, Panama Canal one, where we, our first port was uh, Cozumel. Mm-hmm. And we've been there before and really weren't as, you know, at least th- some of the things we did weren't as interesting. But we did this cooking class there, and it was a hoot. Oh. And, um, a boozy cooking class, by the way. They're, boozy, yeah. they're giving you pina coladas and margaritas <laughs> and everything as they're teaching you how to cook. And they've done all the mise en place yeah, for you, yeah. all, the pre- all the prep work, so you can just have some fun. Right. And they're, they're just constantly coming by. Okay, you want another one? You want another <laughs> one? And they don't water down drinks there. And <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. This sounds like my kind of cooking class. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> we already have a plan for it, right. possibly that very maritime cruise because we're going to Cozumel again. Oh, right. nice. That's awesome. Um, as far as regular ports, I don't know if I, 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 that I have a regular that I think, oh, you know, I can't wait to get back there all the time. Um, as far as ports that we've hit that, you know, just were spectacular days, that day in Greenland. Hmm. Um, because... Cruise ships don't normally stop in Greenland. No one's normally stops in right. Greenland. Okay, so we we ended up it, one. We had this amazing weather throughout. Right. It, it was so smooth um, that we actually got to Greenland a day early. We were able to go through this unscheduled um, tour of uh, this inlet where there are all these glaciers and everything, which was mm-hmm. not on the itinerary to begin with. But we were so ahead of time, we were able to do that. Stopped in Greenland. It was actually a decent warm day mm-hmm. there, and. 
you know, the thing about going to Greenland, again, they don't, they don't, it's not a regular cruise port. So they don't have things for you to do there. So we get off the ship. The, the, the amount of people that were on this ship were so many more than are actually in this town. Like we, like 10 times what is in this town. They brought people in from other townships nearby. And since they didn't have excursions to do there or whatever, they just got together and did what they could. They did some. Yeah, they uh, closed down the city and the town and and even closed the schools. So they had students come do, do like folklore dancing wow. demonstrations and kayak uh, stunts. And, yeah, they invited wow. us into a, a little church there for some choir singing and, you know, just anything they could do to kind of entertain all these people that, you know, were, and it was a it was a giant event. So right. it's, it's still my favorite port to this day just right. because of the fact that these towns went so all out for us to do that. That's amazing. And, we, and you know, I mean, how many people can say they've ever. Yeah, right. Know, Touch land in Greenland. Right, you know, right. It's not a large amount, so it's it's like just one of those special things that we would have never done if we right. had cruised. That's well, the amazing. other port we like is the one where we are with the um, stingrays, the giant. Oh yeah, Grand Cayman. Grand Cayman. Grand Cayman. Cayman. You know, giant, go swim like, with the stingrays. Yeah, giant stingrays, and they wow. come up to you. Dang it. Yeah, it's, they're basically they've been been fed for so long that you don't have to worry about them. They're tame, you know, yeah. and everything. But you know, they come up to you and they'll eat right off your hand, and you can pet them, and it's it's a really cool experience. That sounds awesome. As I'm like th- dreaming over I know. here. I know. I um, can't stop saying amazing and wow and oh. It just sounds like such a cool experience. It all does. Of it. <laughs> Would you say and on the ship? They oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say, on the ship, they have a lot of fun activities, too, because there are going to be days that you're not going to be in port. Um, and so, I mean, first of all, if you love trivia, they they have trivia of, of all, all different, different types. Different yeah. types. Um, you know, I think one of our favorite things that we got to experience was the... Um, the silent disco (laughs) where everybody is wearing headsets but you can choose the music you want to listen to so everybody's (laughs) dancing to different music but everybody hears the DJ at the same time so I mean that was kind of fun too I mean so they you know and then they have um, things for kids in in the different areas and they really try to um, make sure they're accommodating all age groups uh, for adults during the day, they'll have they may have cooking demonstrations where you actually get to try the food that they're they're demonstrating to you. Um, special tours of the ship mm-hmm. that really focus on the art that they've they've acquired to put the ship and how they use art to create moods of the ship. So, for example, as you're going to the sh- part of the ship that has the pool, you start seeing maybe cartoons of of the Disney characters in the in the water. Like Goofy's How to Swim. Right, or, yeah, some right. Of, some of the original drawings of that. Right, and then, you know, and um, areas that are more adult, they don't want kids to feel unwelcomed, mm-hmm. but not interested. Mm-hmm. So in the areas that are the adult areas, they have things that most kids wouldn't find interesting, so they just kind of like walk past it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff, so. See, that's, if you don't know about Disney Cruise Ship, they're they're broken up into three different portions. They're the rear of the ship, it's basically based on where the pools are. There's three different pools. There's a kids' pool, there's a family pool, and there's an adults-only pool. Uh, so the rear of the ship is basically laid out mostly for kids. The middle of the ship is mostly laid out for families. And the front of the ship is mostly laid out for all for adults. So that's where a lot of the nighttime entertainment, the, the, a lot of lounges, bars or anything are near the front. Uh, there are some other lounges that are more accommodating for, for all ages mm-hmm. in the middle. And then a lot of the kids clubs and everything are kind of more near the rear, right. you know? So it's that way you, it, it's good. Cause you can go in there and, and, you know, and, and feel like it, it doesn't have to feel like there's just kids around me driving me crazy right. all the time. If you want a little adult, you know, vacation time, a little a break away from it. But then you can also get your family time at, at different portions throughout the cruise. It, it, it kind of encompasses right. everything. That's awesome. Uh, Do you think the upgrade to like having a room that either has ocean view or balcony view is worth it? Because this is one of those things I think about, like while we're looking and pricing out different Disney cruises like we could go inside stateroom you know and save some money but but then I'm like yeah but especially for our first cruise I feel like it would be like as a family it would be nice to either have a balcony or that porthole at least right I mean I've done both I've done interior and and exterior um and balcony and and balcony right right concierge yeah (laughs) (laughs) and the royal suite yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
But anyways, um, you know, I, I being able to look out is really nice. I, I think the answer to that is a couple things that you'd, you'd want to factor in. One, first of all, if you're going on one of the initial two ships, you know, so the Magic or the Wonder, their portholes are much larger. Hmm. And um, so the room size is the same whether you're in a balcony or not it's just do you have more space because of the balcony um so those if you're going to an area that you know one it may be cold or it may be something that isn't necessarily as interesting if you're doing you know maybe just to nasa or something um you might not feel like the need to spend the money on a balcony because you're not going to spend time necessarily sitting out on the balcony mm. um you know you might be going to you know castaway key and then nasa and yeah you, you don't need to be sitting out there that much so but on the the newer ships the porthole is is a bit smaller Mm-hmm. And you you might be on there longer and want the balcony, or okay. you might be in an area that where that is where you're going to that you do want to sit out and feel like you're right out there looking at things. A lot of it is itinerary based. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to be going port, 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 and you're planning on doing everything in ports, or you're not planning on spending much time in your room at all, then you you don't need to spend as much on right. your room because you're just not you're basically going in there to sleep and change clothes. So it doesn't need to be this elaborate room. You don't have to. But if you if you're if it's places you've been before, if you have sea, a lot of sea days or whatever, where you may be wanting to have that extra time where you're not fighting for a deck chair uh, out by the right. pool or whatever, and you want to have that space where you can still look out at the ocean, do a little reading or whatever, then you may want to look into something a little bit more along the lines of a balcony. Uh, as far as the inside cabins, like if you're going to some of the, the, to the two older ships, the Magic and the Wonder, uh, they, you know, they, they just, it, it, they're good size rooms for inside cabins, uh, but they, there's no outdoor light and there. Not that there is on the dream and the fantasy, but they do have like these pseudo portholes in there right. that are basically uh, television screens, uh, which will, can make it look like you're looking outside at times. And sometimes even characters will, right. will pop up there on the screen or whatever like and greet swimming. you. you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, again, it's all what you're looking to do, how, how you want to spend this vacation. If you you don't think you're going to spend much time in your room then it really doesn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. to splurge on that room right. yeah so the answer is it depends hey As you brought up a point that i really want to know about um the uh pool deck getting a chair is that is that pretty difficult sometimes you think Sometimes can be, especially if it's a sea day, you know, and, and it's really great weather. You might it might get really crowded and be a little more challenging. Um, but on port days, it's, you know, it's yeah. like your private pool. If it's a oh. port you're not planning on going to, um, that's the best days to go to the pool because right. everybody gets off. If it's that's one of the things I, I was going to mention about you know some of these itineraries is that we've we've sailed to Mexico so many times that yeah. we don't hardly get off the ship anymore. Uh, same with a lot of the Caribbean. There's a few ports that we hit up occasionally, but a lot of times we like we, we're going to the Bahamas. We do not get off right. the ship mm. in the Bahamas anymore because we've been there so many times. Uh, it, the the cruise ship itself is our destination that right. we enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. and we have a great time in doing either the activities or just relaxing on board it. Uh, so, you know, take advantage of those. If you're not going, planning on doing anything important, you want to save a little money, take advantage of those days mm-hmm. and use those deck chairs. The family pool is the one that gets the most action all the time, as you would expect. So that is can be a little difficult for to get the chairs there. Uh, the adult pool, a lot of times, especially if it's not like the Panama Canal cruise, some of these longer cruises mm-hmm. that are two weeks or more tend to steer, there's not as many kids on board. Right. So it tends to be more adult heavy and it can be a little tougher. But a lot of these, the families are together, they're hanging out with the kids or whatever. So the adult pool, a lot of times you can find a chair up there right. pretty easily yeah. if you want to. But it, it's all depending on what you're looking at. Uh, you know, sometimes you will have to get up there a little early and, and try and, and sn- snag a deck chair right. if that's really what you want good thank you there you go no i was curious i mean i i've seen nightmare pictures online Mm -hmm. of like what they don't tell you about cruising you know because we've talked about it so much i was like what are the pros and cons and it always looks like people go and get chairs at the pool and they put their stuff on there and then they just leave the chairs all day with their stuff and they only come sit at it for like maybe an hour that day or something, but they've blocked those chairs off for them. So they also have a lot of um, chairs that are on the deck above the pool area. That's like a partial deck. Mm -hmm. And so there's always a lot of times that you can easily get 
get lounge chairs up there. So yes, you'd have to go down a little bit to go into the pool. But if you're just trying to get, you know, out in the open and and, and get into the sun, then there's usually easy availability that way as well. And I'm not going to tell you that doesn't happen, that there aren't people that Mm -hmm. go out there and do secure, you know, deck chairs and are barely there, but they put their stuff on there all day. It does happen, but I don't think it's as extreme. It's not as common as they like to put out there on some of these stories Mm -hmm. uh, because it's sensationalistic. You know, that's what they wanted to show you. Um, It does happen. You have to be concerned about that. You know, there are people that will put stuff out, but most, most people that put stuff out on chairs, they may want to secure it early but they're they secure it because they're going to be back there after right. they eat breakfast or whatever right, and they're right. going to be out there for much of the day and you know, yeah, so. yeah yeah it makes sense it probably was more uh slight at like carnival or something because <laughs> so. they were talking about you know it, the boats can be party boats and not good mm-hmm. for yeah, kids carnival. but that's not Disney. carnival can so. be a bit of a di- different atmosphere but yeah. it's it's so much like the cost of a carnival cruise is so much less expensive than a Disney or Royal Caribbean or a lot of the others that it tends to be like college kids can go on carnival cruises. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. And I don't have time for that. So (laughs) I wanted to, I wanted to ask Garrett and McKenna, do you have any specific questions about Disney cruises or are you sold already? And you're Um, just ready to go. When can we go on one? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have, um, more at home concerns if we were ever to go on a cruise. So you'll just have to smuggle your lizards onto the cruise no, ship. No, I'm pretty sure we'd get in trouble with that. <laughs> and how would they bask? And where, how would they bask? Where? There's plenty of sunshine. No, I'm not letting them out of the deck. <laughs> Why not? They can just run around. Oh, okay. McKenna has a couple bearded dragons that are high maintenance. They are high maintenance animals, and we also have Ang. Yeah. Who also, he's, he's not as high maintenance, maintenance yeah. but. He's a leopard gecko, yeah. and he he's a little bit uh, less involved than your bearded dragon. My creatures, your creatures need are. a lot of attention. <laughs> she has a shirt. She's the she's a mother of dragons. Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> so, by the way, one more thing about yeah. Disney, and we brushed on it a little bit, but the entertainment—it's um, exactly what you would expect from Disney. They have shows that are are Broadway level right. shows on board there. So, and some of them. Are things that you recognize, like they do um, hashtag Real Men Love Frozen right. the musical mm-hmm. there on stage. They have every ship has its own signature based on a movie. So like, um, the Dream has Beauty and the Beast, right. I believe, on it. Um, the Fantasy has Aladdin, Aladdin on it, and the Magic has Tangled right. on it. Um, and then they have the, a couple other separate shows that they've developed specifically for these ships, um, and they they use a lot of. Uh, Disney influence in their Disney songs and everything, but they tell a, a different, a, a whole story mm-hmm. around it and incorporate some of these Disney characters and songs within it. And it's, it's the best entertainment, especially as oh, a yeah. Disney fan that you're going to find anywhere on any cruise line. And then they also have uh, first run movies out there. And if like, mm-hmm. if it's a movie that's debuting in theaters, once we get back to theaters again, if it's debuting in theaters, it'll also be debuting at the same night on the Disney cruise ship. So, you know, you're That's not cool. going to miss the first night, uh, a new star Wars film right. or a new Marvel film or a Disney film right. comes out. Uh, so right. And they it, have capacity for the 3d films mm-hmm. and yeah. And they have, uh, you know, all the Disney, lots of the Disney movies playing there in the theaters. All, all, there's just so much to do and so much not to do, depending on what you, it can be the vacation you want. You can do a ton of stuff, do everything they have to do there. Or you could just sit, by the pool or sit on your balcony and relax right. and read or somewhere in the middle. It's it's really a wonderful vacation in, in many regards. Right. And one of the things that Disney does and why it's more expensive, it really is all inclusive. I mean, there are a few upgrade things that you could participate in, such as, you know, the specialty dining for adults. Excursion, you know, short excursions. Yeah, short excursions, spa treatments, great spa tasting, treatments. Tasting uh, oh, yeah. seminars. Right. But if you just go and, and whether you're a couple or a family, everything is already included and you know like when you're talking about carnival that isn't the case there there is a lot of you know you you need to like even to go to a movie you may have to pay for that whereas at disney you can go to anything you want over and over and, and eat in every place as much as you want and um it's all included in that price I'm sold. I mean, I feel like 
I want to try to plan a trip, a cruise around when the movie Soul comes out. Soul. Because I'm really <laughs> looking cruise. forward to that Disney movie. Yeah, that's going to be good. It's yeah. gonna, it, I'm going to be crying the whole time, yeah. probably. My, one of my stories about the Disney cruise that I took was that I was on the boat when Lilo and Stitch came out. Oh! So, so I, I yeah, the first time that I one, ever saw... That fits, too. The first time I ever saw Lilo and Stitch was on a Disney cruise the day it came out. Yeah. Hey, why don't you oh, and Michelle wow. just brag about your stories <laughs> but it's it's fun because that ties me back like i know exactly when i took the disney cruise it was june of 2002 because that's when lilo and stitch came that out, one so. and moana would be good ones to watch on a cruise yeah that would have been cool too. see it mm-hmm. see moana on the disney cruise but yeah what was it? michelle went and saw when we were we were one of our transatlantic cruises we were definitely in the north atlantic this is one of the times i was telling you we were in like 20 to 25 foot seas I did decide I didn't want it because it was, what was it? The Force Awakens, wasn't I it? I think so, I think yeah. so. I uh, was in the theater and 3D, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm doing fine right now, but I'm not going to you know, <laughs> yeah. push my motion sickness. <laughs> but Michelle went and she said, it was the best experience because here I am watching this movie and they're flying around and everything. <laughs> and was the ship's moving with it. It's like being on Star Tours. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's what I was thinking. That's like Star Tours. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'd be sick as a dog. I think that would have got me too. I yeah. don't know. Wow, but that's a unique experience to see that movie for it the first time. It sounds really awesome. Yeah. But also yeah. miserable. <laughs> a little risky for sure. <laughs> Oh, this has been great. Uh, I mean, we didn't even really get to dig into Castaway Key. I feel like that's something we could probably do a whole show on. But I know right, that right. that's Disney's private island where, you know, uh, the Caribbean cruises all take a day. Well, maybe not all of them. I think most of them do take a day and, and go to Castaway Key, some of them twice. And, um, yeah, so that's something that I know has a lot to offer for everybody as well. So, right. yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we're just going to have to experience it for ourselves. That's I- all. I'm waiting for you to book it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, you book it. Then we'll have you on our show and uh, see, get your feedback of how how it was. That'd be a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I I don't know. I'd probably be spoiled really fast. Oh yeah, I I agree yeah. with that. And then it'd be like, well, when are we booking the next one? Like yeah. while we're on the boat. Right. Yeah. There, there is a little bit of a feeling of, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Downton Abbey or whatever, but that little bit where you have these servants taking care of you throughout <laughs> the ship, bringing you your food, you know, making up your bed. You know, the only thing they're not doing is dressing you, you right. know, they're bringing you <laughs> yeah. your drinks, you know, and it is a little bit of that throughout, you know, for, uh, you know, whatever it is, three right. days, four days a week. Whatever. One of the best feeling is that after dinner, when it's all done, you know, you don't have to wait for a check to come or anything yeah. like that. You're just like, okay. Done yeah. eating now. That's the best part of dinner there. It's like, okay, you know, I just had this elaborate meal with all these, you know, various different courses. And they're like, normally you'd be like, okay, I got to wait for the check. But you're just like, out. Peace out. That's awesome. Let's go That's walk great. off these three desserts. Yeah. I feel like all of that would kind of bother me because I don't like... I don't like the idea of people doing stuff for me because I know I can go do it. And then leaving without paying seems like that would be like, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'd be fine with it. parents can show you at the bill at the end and then you'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll do no, that. I think I'm good. We really did I pay for good. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I am going to be like all about it. I don't mind. <laughs> Please serve me. You know what I mean? Right. I, and I promise I'll take really good care of you if you take really good care of me. <laughs> I think the worst part right. would exactly. probably just be like the Disney blues, but 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 with a cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Because then once yeah, you're done, definitely. you know, you got to go back to normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's where you have to book on board for the next one. So you like at least have that in your brain that, okay, there is this next one. And they give you, you know, some kind of incentive as well. Usually like shipboard credit or discount. It's usually a, a 10% discount off of the mm-hmm. next cruise that you book on board. Okay. Oh, that's is, cool. Are there some like pretty good perks with the Castaway Key Club that you were talking about is or whatever it's called, the Castaway Club? Right. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, well, um, first of all, depending on what status you are, you get to, in advance of the cruise, book certain um, things that you want to do because like uh, cruise ships that are seven days longer, they have a free uh, character breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want to secure something for Paolo or Remy, that you can do it based on your level of how many cruises okay. you've gone on, that you can do that in advance of other people. And so sometimes some of those things are 
totally booked by the time a newbie is trying to get those secured. Gotcha. gotcha. You can okay. still try on board ship and they do hold some things back. Um, things come, people cancel. And right, things right. Available. But at least to have the ease of that, um, you get a gift every every cruise ship that you go to that they give a you know pretty nice gift um a lot of times recently it's been like a backpack mm-hmm. oh. we've gotten a lot of other things um that that we've enjoyed as gifts for being uh, in the castaway club yeah and when you get to a certain level there's usually a, a like a one night where there's some sort of party on board you know right. for um you know it's gold and platinum mm-hmm. you know once you get mm-hmm. to that level and um it's just right but more, more, the most important thing is that the, the more you've sailed the earlier you get to make these reservations right. for yeah. these different things you want to do right and if you're platinum you get a free uh, meal at palo for Ooh. everybody who's in your stateroom Ooh. all right well here I we mean, go start the journey to platinum <laughs> yeah i got goals <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times you guys are Florida residents now a lot of times there are um, special specials mm-hmm. for Florida residents within Disney Cruise there as well so you yeah. keep an eye out for those because uh, right. that's helpful too right and the way Disney's doing it at least right now and they could change it is based on number of cruises versus cruise days okay. different, different cruise lines do it differently yeah so you could do uh, you know like I think five or six three day cruises ones, yeah. and you know, you're, you're there improving that status this is a good plan yeah. I mean I all I hear is dreams, dreams, dreams because <laughs> people serving me. Yeah. I don't have great access to work. Yeah. I'm gonna be out in the ocean. I could possibly see like a lot of wildlife, you yeah. know. And then going and doing excursions sounds amazing. And really good food. Yeah. Um, great entertainment. Yeah, yeah. well, food is entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's I think true. it would definitely be great to just like not have the option of social media for a while. Mm. Right. Yes. It's good. Yes. It's actually one of the best things about being on that Panama Canal cruise is when, as, as, as everybody was freaking out, we were only, we had much less of that because we were in that bubble as you were talking about. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been very convincing, I think for all of us. I mean, I think we were sold anyway, but I like to pretend that I had to sell Sam and the kids on going on a Disney cruise. <laughs> no, we were sold. Yeah. But I know you guys wanted to do it anyway, but but Tom and Michelle did such a great job of describing the experience. I think now it's just a matter of we're probably going to be looking online later today to see what's out there. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't know why we keep putting it off. Uh, who knows? Well, COVID. Right COVID. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the nice thing you can do, uh, I think it was our tip for last week, um, yeah, is that you can go on and do a temporary hold for uh, without any deposit, you know, so you don't have like if you're concerned about buyer's remorse or something like that, you can you can even secure which cabin you want. You don't have to put a down payment and hold it for I think it's like. Sometimes it's 24 hours. Sometimes it's a little bit more. Sometimes it's 48. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't know what. No brainer. Let's yeah, do it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, when you when you put a deposit down, uh, as long as you if you decide you change your mind at some point or want to change your cruise, uh, you can uh, anywhere up until your actual pay in full date, you can cancel and get your deposit back and everything. Okay. Sounds See? great to me. Yeah. Risk free. Risk free. You guys always collectively have the great tips. <laughs> Michelle, you have the best tips, as we know. It's a rumor. And I, we have to let people know where they can find these tips. So, Tom and Michelle, we mentioned it before. You're the Hyperion Adventures podcast team. You've got a new show out already this week where you're looking back at one year of Disney Plus content. Wow, so, that's fun. Isn't it exciting? This is Disney Plus's one-year anniversary. I that's didn't kinda, realize that. Yeah. That feels kind of bizarre, but, um, but yeah, I mean, every, every week you all bring such great information, whether it be historical information or great tips or just giving review, reviews on your experiences and all your top five-ish lists that you do. <laughs> so we got to let people know where they can find your show. Well, well, thanks, guys. And like we've always said, we, we one we're honored to be invited on your show. We're grateful to be friends of yours, right. uh, you know, on social media. And we're looking forward to the point where we actually get to see you when we're out at Walt Disney World out there in Florida. Right. Um, but also, you know, we love the fact that you know we drop our show on Sunday. You guys drop your show on Monday, and it's like we're as we've mentioned many times, we feel like we're the one-two punch of Disney podcast right. to start your week. So uh, we really are always appreciative. And yes. if, if you want to find our show. 
show. Uh, best place to do it is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. But we're on every podcatcher pretty much that you can find out there. And if you want to connect with us on social media, we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do also have a YouTube channel, as we mentioned earlier. We are just mostly mostly putting out our episodes in video form where you, if you want to see us talk rather than just listen to it. I don't know why you would want to do that, <laughs> but if you do, uh, we put those out. We add some pictures and some other fun things uh, to kind of jazz it up a little bit yeah Uh, but just do a search for us on youtube at hyperion adventures podcast and if you hit subscribe you'll know whenever we have a new video absolutely make sure you're in the know subscribe follow absolutely listen and then do the the review thing and give five stars because that helps a lot every time somebody does that it helps other people find great shows like the hyperion adventures podcast yep and And tom's also a good cook tom is a great cook Yes. The Disney Disney Dishes blog. We can't yeah. forget about that. Right. Yeah, I've got a new recipe coming this week that I'm really excited about. We sampled just the other day. Yeah. I'll just tease it right here. It's a Guinness braised short rib pot pie. Shut up. <laughs> this is awesome. It's amazing. Oh, God. I love whenever yeah. I find time to actually like do the recipe and actually make the whole thing and take the time. Oh, man, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So make sure you're also following the Disney Dishes blog on all the social media because you want to do that. And you guys have a newsletter, too. And subscribe to that newsletter. You'll be in the know all the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once again, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you guys have a great week and we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor and a treat for us. We really appreciate this. And uh, it's been fun. Yes. Thank you so very much. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings, and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all real soon.